Welcome to How to Get a Job College Student Edition, the podcast for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights from students who have completed the Mastering College to Career Mentoring Program, networking opportunities, and unique insights from industry thought leaders. So if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. I'm very excited to have um, our guest today. I have Kevin Oliveri, and he is, uh, man, I, I found him on a video, and we'll talk about this, but he's so creative on his way that he found his jobs. He's currently a product and marketing storytelling at Scratchpad. So, Kevin, how are you? How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty great. How you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Any day that I get to do what I love, talking, creating podcasts, creating content, um, it's a great day for me. Amen to that. Amen. So um, I want to learn all about you, but I want to start off by just asking you. So I give you a little context if you're listening to us for the podcast. Uh, Kevin created this video that he posted on LinkedIn that it went viral and it was a, a way of him showcasing his skills in a video format in a really creative way um and then he said a follow-up video just talking about the numbers and just wanted to start out first of all how did you get the idea of creating a video instead of just submitting your resume yeah you know it was interesting at the start of this year i was kind of reassessing what i wanted to do i parted ways with my previous company and i was just kind of sitting there and i was like i don't ever want to have to apply for jobs again because you know a lot of automated systems that can just weed people out for whatever reasons, or there's internal politics that may get in the way. So I was just like, I want to see if, you know, I, I think of myself as a marketer and fairly creative. So why don't I show that versus tell people that and do so with a skill set that I actually picked up during the pandemic, which is just video content creation. Um, I was like, I'll just put these to you know, on display and create this video resume campaign. It's almost like a mix of a demand gen campaign and, you know, uh, a personal video resume. And I used LinkedIn in order to kind of get the message out there. And by putting that first video, I managed to get probably like 20 different companies reaching out to me. All right. Um, and that was good. But I also knew that I couldn't rely on just one video in order to do that. So that was back in like January. So I was just like, I'm going to do a commitment. I'm going to do two different videos every month, building off of what I did in the previous video. So rather than have that paper resume or anything like that, I wanted to show my creativity by creating these video resumes where I did talk about what I bring to the table, my experience, my skill set, all of that. Um, and the hope was to capture people's attention and ultimately land a job that I was interested in working in. And I think I ended up doing four different videos for this little video resume campaign, picking up interest and outreach from different companies each time. But it was the, really that fourth and final video, the full house uh, video resume remake that that just went pretty viral. I think it was like 300,000 views but there was within the first two weeks of that there's 90 different companies that reached out to me directly and ultimately 
within, I want to say a week and a half, I had signed at my uh, my company I'm at now, currently Scratchpad. So I want to kind of go through this because this is insane. What was the first video? Because I saw the full house. Like that's when Mm -hmm. I saw, I saw the full house and then I saw the follow and then I saw the, then I went back and I was able to see where you had le- like recommendation videos from the cast mm-hmm. from the office, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah. Which I thought it was such a genius idea. Um, and it, just because did if you see, did you see my Hamilton video resume one? I think I saw it when I first saw the videos. I didn't see it recently. Yeah. I kind of rewatched some of it. Um, mm-hmm. Actually I did. Cause you were talking about creating a song. Yes. 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 Um, and I just thought it was, really interesting I, there's um a, i have a, a student that's applying for a uh nbc job and i said well what's your favorite nbc show yeah like, and, and why don't you just go to cameo i thought that even cameo like what you did there was brilliant like they know I, that it's not a real letter recommendation yeah well yeah exactly i mean it's for me the whole thing about it was just like I wanted to try to do something interesting, but also creative because I feel like I'm a marketer, right? And one of the key things about marketing is, is just, there's a level of creativity that's needed there. Anyone can do, you know, check these boxes and do this and do that and that, but there's another element that needs to come into it and to play, which is the creative problem solving. And that's what I was trying to do with this, you know, the video resume campaign. And ultimately what I ended up kind of, you know, I took a bet on myself. Yeah. And it worked, fortunately. But um, but yeah, there's there's so much that you can do. I haven't even scratched the surface on like what could have been done. Fortunately, I was hoping I didn't have to keep creating more and more videos. I was just like, you know what, I could go and create my own agency or something like that. But I was interested in, uh, you know, a couple different companies that reached out to me. So that's what I ended up doing. But going back to the thing about person who's uh, applying to NBC they can easily kind of take that model that I used for the full house resume and apply it to something like the office, right? Look at, look at the, uh, that opening for the office, you know, where the music plays and they're just showing like Michael, Dwight, Jim, just introducing them and the actors and stuff like that. Literally all they have to do is storyboard out like each of those different scenes, set up a camera with a tripod and then just edit it all together with, the office theme and instead of having the characters names there just put your skill sets yeah no i i love it um so let's let me talk about like the the investment you made both like in time and and everything Mm -hmm. like because i think there's two things i want to kind of cover one is like the investment side of it but two how does this work for someone who doesn't have any videography experience yeah well from a time investment thing um I mean, each of the videos, they didn't take too long. Um, you know, one thing that I've always done for the last six, I think six years, every day for the last six years is I write three pages. They're called morning pages, right? Yeah. It's from Julia Cameron's book, The uh, The Artist's Way. And so I basically, every morning, I just flesh out different ideas or just get things off my mind. And when I was going through that campaign process, I was basically like using that time, that meditative time to just think through like what can I do with these videos and like by just dedicating like 20 30 minutes a day to just walk through and process what I wanted to put together it was a it was so much easier to get my thoughts on the paper and then extract that 
make sense of it and turn it into like a storyboard for like what I wanted to record and what I wanted to say. And so you make a little script for it. Um, and, you know, the, I think the easy thing with today, with doing video today is that you don't have to rem like memorize every single thing that you're going to say, just cut. All you need is a tripod, a camera and a microphone. And then just talk to it. And you can try different lines. You can mix them all together, but like you don't have to go like one straight minute monologue. In yeah. fact, that's probably pretty boring. So I would definitely recommend breaking it up like sentence by sentence, get one sentence out there, move on to the next. You might flub it, you might not like it, do like three different versions of it. And then after the fact, just go into whatever editing software you have. Most laptops have them, whether it's iMovie or not. Um, and then just start editing and piecing them together. Because yeah, I think awesome. it's, uh, it's, it's not as difficult as it sounds, but I do, I, I recognize that it is for someone who hasn't done any editing previously that it could be a little overwhelming, but I think that there's just so many tools out there that make it fairly simple and you don't have to create something super crazy or super special effects laden or like super hyper professional, like commercial quality stuff. It's just, just get creative and, and, and do it. You just literally, I, I, I did it with a tripod and a camera and a mic. There was no one there with me. I didn't have anyone filming. I didn't have anything. I just like took it out there with me and I would do it. So two things, right? Like one, especially if they're not interview or they're not trying to go for a videographer. For, like they're not, it's to me, I think a lot about what is the job that you're going for and what is the skills that you're trying to showcase because everything else doesn't matter as much, right? Like the, the quality of the video or the coloring or all the editing is not as important as the creativity, the problem solving, just what you're bringing to the table, at least for the jobs that you're applying for. Exactly. It's all about this, that, that showing that creativity. If you're working for a company, typically you'll have um, a little bit more resources than just yourself to pull these things off. So if you could just show that you have that that working mindset, just like the, that, that level of creativity and that problem solving, I think that that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just this approach that I took is something that could be replicable by anyone genuinely. There's just so much different software out there. And then I think the expectations are a lot lower than people think genuinely, because if you go onto LinkedIn, take a look at the content that's coming up and, and being filtered in through there. There's not many video resumes. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to try to be the first to have something like this go through um, and, and kind of break through to the mainstream within there in front of the decision makers and hiring managers at LinkedIn. And, you know, I think anyone can do it. I talk a lot about how visibility sometimes is even more important than ability. And like in your case, like the visibility brought it to you. I, again, no one knows your ability. I didn't, no one looking at it knows your ability. But I look at the video and I can just know there are some things that for sure you prove, right? And especially mm -hmm. if I know that you only did this by yourself, right? That even gives it a lot more credibility. But I wonder, how was your experience, right? So you, you make these videos, there's a series of four videos. The last one really was the one that like had the, gave you the most visibility. In mm -hmm. total, adds up to being over like 90 companies that were interested in, in speaking to you. How did those conversations go versus the traditional route of applying online, interviewing, and so on? 
yeah it was pretty great because it was almost like uh it was a surreal experience because the companies were looking for me i wanted to flip this entire process on its head i wanted the companies to come to me i didn't want to go to the companies and deal with trying to cut through and make my resume look the best and that one moment when that hiring manager was in that perfect time of day where they're receptive to certain things and like that's just that's that takes too much control out of my hands and i wanted to have some semblance of it because i wanted to show my creativity and my problem solving from that so Again, I bet on myself, I put it out there. Um, and the conversations were all people, I guess I was very fortunate. The companies that were interested were just very, very uh, excited to speak to me because they hadn't seen anything like that before. And you got to think about it for the jobs that I was going for and, and for my career, like within that marketing, it's about capturing attention. It's about stopping people from scrolling. It's about making sure that you have the right messaging at the right time and get in front of the right people. And that's what I did with this campaign. And that's what people were excited about. So, okay, this person clearly has some level of creativity. They understand branding, they understand messaging, they understand all these different facets that go into marketing in general. Um, So it's not like I was just someone who is good at video and I just kind of lucked into all the different marketing aspects that filtered into my video. Um, it was, it was a good kind of, uh, I guess, a maybe a pressure check or something, just come across this video that, you know, making sure that what I was saying was reflective of what my skill set was. So going into each of those conversations, they were pretty excited and they were very interested in just learning a little bit more about me, um, about, what I'm interested in doing. And I was very fortunate in that I had options. Like I wasn't desperate for anything. I was keeping my options open and, you know, it allowed for the conversations to be very comfortable, I would say. Cause if you, if you're applying to a job and you apply to one job, one job comes back to you. That's your one chance. Yeah. They have all the leverage, right? It's- they have all of the leverage, hundred percent. And so by kind of doing something so public like I did, it gave me a lot of the leverage. And so I don't want to say it turned into like a bidding war, but it was one of those things where people are just like, we want to move fast. We want to get you in. We want to get you talking to the right people. Let's, let's, let's do this quickly. Because all you needed to do is just like take a look at the video and just see all the comments that were filtering in. I think there's like 800 comments and they were coming in like every every 10 minutes or so just like a new one like hey we're hiring hey we're hiring hey we're hiring and so you kind of put the pressure on the hiring managers and the company themselves to make that decision quickly versus so yeah i like what you said about having the leverage because like yeah that that's exactly what it was i mean i think about like what negotiation is is all about leverage and i think about why um i i think a lot about this i mean this is what i do right i think so i think about this whole job search process and uh, on average, a company can get 200 applicants. Sometimes it's even more, just like like a Google might get more. You know, So yeah. let's say the average is 200. And if I were to ask, like I just apply online and in the application, I go like, oh, by the way, I, I want to get $150,000, even though I know the job pays 100, right? They're just going to disqualify me, not speak to me. Yeah. Like it just, I have zero leverage. I'm one of 200 candidates. Now, the longer I wait to speak about compensation, the more leverage I get, right? Because every single 
interview stage, they're disqualifying more and more people, right? So you can go from 200, uh, the applicant tracking system might give the recruiter the top 50 to 100. The recruiter might give a glance and say, okay, these 50 people are probably the best ones. I think I'm just going to put 25 in the maybe pile and 25 doing on like a screening call, right? Or give all 50 some sort of assessment. If there's some technical assessment that we can use to disqualify people, right? Or a personality assessment, whatever, you know, use some tools to even minimize it more. Do out of 200, you're maybe screening 20. So 10% maybe get a screening interview. Uh, the recruiter goes, all right, perfect. Well, I don't want to uh, bog down the hiring manager with 20 interviews. So I'm going to find the best five to seven, right? And then the hiring manager interviews five to seven. He might select the top three to speak to the VP or director level or like, you know, the upper, up, the up, the, his manager to get kind of like the approval, even though that the hiring manager makes the final decision. And then they go and give them an offer. And they give an offer and they, they'll have two people on the waiting spot just in case, right? At that point, if you're one of three and you've been the one that's given the off, uh, offer, you have a lot of leverage. But mm -hmm. what I think is so amazing of what you did is you, like you said, you flipped it around. People knew you were creative. People knew what you can do. And, I, and I, I'm like, and I, I think you would agree. Like, I think that if you would have applied to 90 companies, you would not mm -hmm. have gone nowhere near that amount of demand that you got because of the videos. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. I mean, there's been times that like in the past I've applied to jobs where it's just like, okay, I have all the experience needed. I have all the skills needed. I have, uh, you know, everything that they're yeah. looking for. Perfect. Tailor my resume directly to it. Go through that entire process. Like you're spending an hour just making sure yeah. that everything looks great. Everything is set. And then you send it out and then five, 10, 20 minutes later, you get the rejection. It's like an almost automatic rejection email. And it's just like, what is, what's going on? And, you know, maybe it's just because the company had someone in mind already, or maybe they had someone they were hiring internally and they just had to put it public for a week. So mm -hmm. like, we don't know, we have no visibility into what their process is. And so again, like, I didn't want to leave it up to chance. Like who knows, like it could be someone comes across my resume, I have everything that's needed. And that time of the day, like they just came out of a, like multiple, multiple, multiple meetings, their brain is kind of fried. They're just like skimming through it. And if it doesn't jump out to them immediately, they could be like, yeah, no, for, for, for whatever reason, they yeah. could be like, no. And so like, if you don't know what that situation is, it's just like, what can I do? And so before even going into this, I was like, I want to flip that funnel, right? You just talked about like that, uh, that, that recruiting funnel or that yeah. hiring funnel where it's just like all the applicants come in, get sifted down, sifted down, sifted down until finally you have that one person at the end. What I did is basically the same thing where I had all the companies reaching in, reaching out to me and just over time vetted, vetted and got through until I found the job that was perfect for me. And so, yeah, I mean, it maybe this approach isn't exactly applicable for um, fields that aren't hyper creative. Um, but I still think that there is like, yeah. I, 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 I genuinely feel like it doesn't matter what field you're in, like show versus tell. It's one thing for me to tell you I'm great at marketing, or it's one thing for me to tell you I'm creative and I know how to create content or, or build out these go-to-market functionalities for the company. It's another for me to actually show it. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I took that opportunity to do that. And I, 
I hope more people would do something like that too. No, I, I think it's, 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 an, it's something that needs to be done more often. And I think what you said, show versus tell, like your resume talks about the past is what you've done in the past. And someone looks at that and says, okay, well, based on what you've done in the past, it gives me a certain level of, of comfort that you can do that in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what if you turned it around and say, let me show you what I can do. Like, let me actually show you like, and one thing that I think is different than the, the, your approach that you do that I, I encourage students is I'm actually a little bit more targeted on the videos, right? Like, or, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, I give you an example. I have a, a mentee of mine, a client of mine that I'm, I'm working with right now. He's in my program. He wants to be a character uh, designer for video games, right? Ooh. So you go to his portfolio and you can see some of the work he did in school, right? And I said, well, fine, but which, what do you want to work? Like, oh, I want to work at EA, right? So I go like, why don't you design yourself as a character in the game that you want to work at? Instead of saying, hey, here's what I've done you can kind of say like, here's what I would do, right? Yeah. And then instead of the skill sets, like those are the attributes yeah. of the yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's brilliant. And I love that. Just it's, it's that outside the box thinking that I think is necessary. There's so much competition, not just for um, companies right now where they're just trying to get their message out because we're a noisy interconnected world. Yeah. Like if I am a company in the oil and gas industry, I'm not just competing with, companies in the oil and gas industry for attention. I'm literally competing with people's friends, families, politicians, sports teams, everything. Everything is competition at this point. And so it's so critical to be able to have that level of outside the box thinking that's necessary to capture attention yeah. um, and that flexibility to adjust um, approaches instead of something that I've done in the past, like that maybe not be applicable a couple months or even a couple of years later. Um, so it's about showing in the now, like that entire like sort of creative problem solving process that you have and putting things out there for it. And, you know, it's interesting too, because today with the pandemic and everything, companies have become remote. Yep. Uh, just, you know, whether temporary or, or permanent or what, like a lot of companies have become remote. And what that means now is that wherever you are geographically, you're no longer just competing with people in that vicinity or people who, you know, maybe they would have relocated. You're now dealing with these ultra smart, ultra capable people spread out, not just throughout the US, but all around the globe who are going for this one job now. Mm -hmm. So the competition is so fierce. And it's going to continue getting more and more fierce as we get distributed workforces more and more. So that's, you know, a, another thing that people need to consider is just like, yeah, the, the, the tried and true, like apply to a job with your resume and maybe contact hiring managers or, or contact people internally to help you. That could probably still work. But if you're like an outsider trying to get in, you need to have the greatest like I don't even know like what it would take like do you need to have the best resume or do you need to like what captures the attention of the hiring manager and it's just like that one person um, or the recruiter and, and you don't really know that so it's it's about really taking a step back and thinking about what can I do to really kind of not shake things up but what can I do to capture their attention at the right moment at the right time um, and it's all about thinking outside the box and getting creative
so I want to, I want to, I am agree with you. I, I, I think we should be more creative on our way to apply, but I'm a student right now. Let's say that I'm a, I'm a job seeker right now. And I'm just going to be devil's advocate. Like I'm just going to try to shoot down, shoot down this idea and why we shouldn't do this. Okay. So first thing <laughs> is first, um, what if I do all this and get nothing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a risk. That's a risk for everything. Like what if you apply for jobs with your resume and you get nothing? Right. I yeah. think that it's, you can't be overly reliant on one thing. You should be able to do all the things. And <clears throat> maybe the biggest thing, even besides the uh, creative concepts or the applying to jobs is something we haven't even really talked about, which is the networking aspect of it. Like you need to, like networking is one of the most important facets of any professional's career. And we have social networks like LinkedIn that kind of allow you to do that digitally. But I don't think people understand like how critically important it actually is. Um, if I had no network when I was putting out my video, I don't know if anyone would have seen it because it's just like that viral loop where it's just like mm -hmm. comes across some people in my network, they see it, they engage with it, their network's exposed, et cetera. And it kind of goes on from there. If you are applying to jobs in the traditional way, it sure helps a lot if you have someone that you know uh, and you've networked with who may be able to get you in the door. Um, so I think there's really three major things that you should be doing. It's right. Um, it's the, 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 the outside the box thinking to, to attract the attention to get the job. There's the personal resume, which I don't think is going to go anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. But then right in the middle of the most important part is probably that networking aspect. It's just, it's, it's so important. It like, if you, if you, you could have the greatest video, you can have the greatest resume, but you have no network to share it out to. You are fighting a massive uphill battle. Yeah. What if I make a video and I get companies that reach out to me, but none of the companies I reach out to are companies that I can see myself working there. Because right, you could, you don't have control on who reaches out now, right? You can put it out mm -hmm. there, but yeah. I don't have the control who comes to me. No, of course not. Well, I mean, if you, I, I think what's important is again doing like that background sort of introspective look into what do you want to do, who do you want to attract, like what are the companies you're looking for. For me in particular, I was like I kind of highlighted within my, um, within my revenue, uh, revenue within my resume and skill set was just my experience in tech and B2B um, and specifically like in that area. So I didn't have, you know, um, I, I had those companies reaching out to me. There were many who were not in any of the, the previous industries I've been into. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing um, because I, I think exposure to different industries is important. If you're in one industry, yeah, you can continue to just build and build your career within that industry and you can have a very successful career there. But if you want to try different, if you're someone who's not sure what they want to do, you need to be open and receptive to trying new things and going into different industries and learning the approaches there because it's just all about this learning and growing uh, experience in life. Like it's so critical for us to learn and grow and continue to do that and you know, by going into different industries and going from like B2B to B2C, you're exposed to different strategies, you're exposed to different And when you have all of those experiences coming together, you're able to build those mental models to connect those things. And you're able to see different ways that 
this could work here or that can work there. And that makes you much more attractive for future jobs or even in your current job, because you're able to kind of make those quick decisions and those, those smart decisions based off of your experience from another industry, or you're willing to try and experiment with certain things that will pay off or won't pay off. Um, but I do think that you need to be receptive and, you know, you don't want to immediately be like, no, I don't want to have any part plate, like anything to do with, with this company. Um, but like, look at what I did, right? I had four different videos and the first video, it, it got me a lot of companies that reached out to me, but, um, you know, there, there were a couple that I was in these long interview processes with that just kind of dragged on. Um, and there was also companies that reached out to me that I just wasn't interested in. And I told them I wasn't, um, there's no harm in saying, I don't want to do it. And there's also nothing stopping you from doing more and creating more. Yeah. I did the first video. Like the first video was a, just a, I guess a, a pretty basic video resume that I filmed when I was in Arizona, like for the holidays, like I, I did it in a mountain. So I had a cool backdrop and everything. But then after that, I did the uh, the Hamilton resume two weeks later to get more attention. And then after that, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, the next process in the job search is always going to be like the, oh, who are your references? So I was like, well, Cameo is an app that connects you with celebrities to get shout outs. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me reach out to what's, what's like, uh, what's important and what's nostalgic and what's like really resonates with my target audience yeah it's like the office so i reached out to people in the office and i got them in and they gave me shout outs that were references yeah they, about how creative and how outside the box i was and how great of a marketer was and how I, they should hire me and then even from there i was just like two-week cycle man got to keep going and i did the full house one and that's like when the floodgates opened um so yeah it, it's a super long story and it's a long way to answer that question but it's just like you uh, first of all don't immediately be like i don't want to work in these industries i would definitely look into it, consider them but if you do come into that situation where it's not really uh what you want do more yeah love it kevin what is the best way for anybody listening that wants to watch those videos and follow you uh what's the best way to do so yeah just connect with me uh, or follow me on linkedin um, it's the most unsexy platform anyone can be on, but it is the platform where most of, you know, people who work in business are, are, are on and they're active. And if you're trying to get a job or if you're trying to capture their attention, that's the best place to be in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I did is because my network helped me get the job and help my stuff go viral. I basically, I deconstructed the entire video resume and my job campaign. Uh, I, I deconstructed it all in a series of videos that followed afterwards. So you can go in, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, and then you can just go back into my activity and just check my posts and literally just see everything that I've done. And it walks you through how to do it yeah. and how to do it yourself. So that's awesome. I'm going to actually uh, link your LinkedIn on this podcast. If you're listening to this, uh, you can see it there. And I, I would just encourage you to watch them. I I'll even put the links in the order because I see it. It's on your feature section. So you just work mm -hmm. your way backwards. So um, yep. I'll put it all there. Uh, Kevin, man, thank you so much. What you did is awesome. I, I look forward to continuing to follow. Hope to see more videos from you and we'll catch you. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. I appreciate it, Daniel. Thanks, thank everyone. You. 
You've been listening to How to Get a Job College Student Edition. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. And if you use Spotify, go ahead and give us a follow so you'll be notified whenever we upload. Until the next time, catch you guys on the next episode.